Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, also part of Omaha Audio. Yeah, Cousin Sal coming to you on a Tuesday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Baby face Joel Solomon. Where is he? He's not here, right? Out of town. He'll be back uh, later in the week. Joining me as always, my dear, dear pals. Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. So much to talk about. What a game last night. Chiefs, let's start there. Down 17, pulled out 30-29. I had Vegas plus the points. Had some sprinkled on the money line, which was not cool. Um, Guys, every game has like, I think, two, three controversial moments. This one had somewhere in the upper 40s. Where do we start, Check Roughing the passer on Chris Jones? That's a good enough place to start, right? Yeah, that's the story of 2022 NFL season is that there are these distractions that become the headlines and have made five weeks in this NFL season kind of unsatisfying to me. I don't want to distract from that. I do just want to take a moment and send my condolences to you, Sal, and to all Metropolitans. Oh, we'll get to it. I don't want to live life in the rearview mirror either, but... (laughs) I mean, I I do want to say very quickly, though. I I, I know I'm derailing where you you start. <laughs> no, why, why do you say that? Why? Because I brought up the game that's on everyone's mind, and you have to. All right, go ahead. Go. I just want to say go ahead. because now we're past it, and before the moment moves on, and then we're in the same place 51 weeks from now. This is even worse than a one game playoff, which just happened. You have three games at home, yeah. and now you have to after six months. 100 wins you have to sit there through the indignity of losing at home and having your season ended that way that sucks also what sucks is chris jones before he even touches the passer taking the ball out of the passer's hand thereby rendering said or would be passer not a passer what are we talking about roughing the passer Mm -hmm. who who roughed whom chris jones fell down on a football player who didn't have a ball in his hand what 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 are we even talking about roughing the passer it's not a here's the thing and martin i think you agree with Shaq, and i agree for the most part um well listen first of all we knew the bad officiating would catch up to the bad play right we've been griping about oh what's going on with these offenses oh nobody can get going uh these games are boring um we knew the, the the officials would be the story eventually, right? And Martin, this was the week that it happened. As far as the call goes, I think it's close whether he had the ball before, because that's a good point. Did he have the ball before the infraction, if there was one? Um, and the ball was probably loose. Was I, I don't know. Was it his? I don't even know where to do this because it doesn't seem like a, hey, full weight on the quarterback is not going to fly in this league. This was something else. I just don't – like – the the I, the idea that full weight of a tackle on any person is somebody's gonna break their legs. I was hearing Shannon say this on TV today. People are gonna break their legs because they're just gonna run over to people, bear hug them, and then essentially just drop to the ground, right? As opposed to trying to actually take somebody down and like in a wrestling style type of move, which is what yeah. which is what Chris Jones tried to do. And then it's not called the. Th- First, because first the rules are written poorly. Like the idea that a 325 pound man is not going to land on the ground after he dives mm-hmm. is just it's it's hard. It's it's not how the world works. It's not how gravity works. But then mm. the ball, like the idea that 
He didn't hit him high. He didn't hit him low. The ball was loose. Whether or not Chris Jones had possession of the ball or not, the ball was loose. And it's, it's like my feelings about instant replay. We should be trying to make the most obvious call, not the correct call. If we're going to sit here and and really have to pin down, well, there was well, all the machinations. Did A, B, C, and D happen, or did A, B, C, and D not happen? The entire right. world thought that was a forced fumble. It should be a forced fumble. Nobody in real time saw that and said, "Oh, that's roughing the passer." Like I, I check. We talked about we talked about how that's like fat shaming, right? To say, "Oh, well, he used all his weight on it." It's like, yeah, that's why he's playing that position. That's why, as a little boy, he wasn't <laughs> a, able to play quarterback, Chris Jones, because he was already two hundred thirty-five pounds when he was in seventh grade. So it's fat shaming. Even Aikman said, "I hope we take the dresses off." That's pretty big for a quarterback who took a lot of big hits towards the end of his career. Uh, I hope we take the dresses off. Imagine saying that. Pretty good. Yeah, well, pretty good. Not for Troy Aikman because he's getting the pushback from yeah. uh, from the residents of Mount Pius on that. Right. Everybody gets the spirit. I know what year mm. we're living in, and it's inappropriate on some gender-based level. <laughs> but, yes, anyway, I, I think that what's crazy is that – in the history of terrible pro football calls, we don't have to get into Deckinger and beyond, but I mean, just in pro football games, um, that call on Monday Night Football may be the worst one I've ever seen. Wow. Supplanting, supplanting perhaps the one against Brady on Sunday. I go mm. Palomalu's interception. Here, you know, moments <laughs> matter. So about? NFC title game, <laughs> NFC title game, the PI in New Orleans yeah. that was it's the worst call in NFL history because it wasn't ago. even a call. It, there was no penalty that call. One, in that one. It was the worst call. It was the worst Bert Bert call in NFL history. Hands down. Bert Emanuel against. Okay, Bert Emanuel against the Rams that changed the rules. Troy Palomalu. The reason that that one stands out to me is because it was an overturn of the correct call. If you remember that one, Palomalu with five minutes left intercepts Peyton. I'm only in what, where I can jump in and, and say the, the Des Bryant catch. That's the only uh, and the Des one. Yeah, it's yeah. a great one too. I, you know, well, listen. There's some that benefit from replay, and then some that don't. And this sucked. Right. And I know the the Brady one. I think was uh, hey, this guy's had a tough week. Let's reward the uh, greatest player that ever <laughs> suit up. Uh, you know, his wife, Kinda. his old lady served him divorce papers. He's got this maniac, Antonio Brown, and insinuating that he's going to get with the uh, X, Y. Like, all right, well, we're, we're going to give him a break. That was an awful call. But, yes, in general, these pass uh, roughing the passers are, uh, well, are uh, rough on the eyes, I would say. Right, and, and to Marty's point, you know, yes, instant replay immediately corrects that. The the, the official yeah. just plainly missaw, didn't see what he thought he was looking at. Chris Jones had the ball. It should have been no roughing the passer. Um, Chiefs ball there. That's the problem with re, re, with replay. And to me, in a way, even though I just said the Chris Jones thing is maybe the worst thing I've ever seen, the more egregious call was the Devontae Adams overturn. Because on the field, they call mm. that on third and two or whatever it was with the Raiders driving to, to try to win the game. Devontae Adams does drag the toe. He does put that toe back down. They call it on the field a catch. They look at it and they obsess over it a hundredth of a second um, kind of stuff. He is in control of the ball, but the because the super slow-mo shows the ball, he's still in control of it. Yeah, the, the ball, ball comes loose from his right bobble. hand. 
Yeah, to me, if it's not a bobble, he's right. still in control. And, and whatever footage I'm seeing this morning shows that, oh, man, you really should. If it's called a catch, it should have remained a catch, right? And to then, Marty's then point, it was right. obvious. Yeah. It's obvious he's yeah. in control of it because the ball moves doesn't change the fact right. that he he possesses the ball. It's in his one sticky glove the whole time. Takes his right hand off for a second to better position it as he's dropping his legs. I mean, I, I, that whole game is loco, and 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 then Devontae Adams after the game pushing the guy over. Twenty twenty two pro football stinks. Something's <laughs> well, got to change. I, I, here. I look, look at that. I don't know if you saw the POV of Devontae Adams basically shoving the camera guy. I, I think it's less of a shove. It, it, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and he apologized. So, um, but I, I feel like he has his head down, and as soon as he lifts up, he sees this guy he doesn't know who in his face. And then extends his arms a little, and he's much bigger and has momentum, and the guy goes flying. And now the guy's pressed charges. So I don't know. It's somewhere in between. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But let's go to – I mean, that, that's just three controversial moments. Uh, Martin, holding on the field goal. See, I, I wouldn't say like that. The, the worst call was the Chris Jones one, but they definitely made up for it between what Sheck said with the Devontae Adams catch that they overturned and the holding on the field goal. See, um, which allowed Kelsey to score one of his four touchdowns, 25 yards. You'll never see that again. Uh, pass the, catcher, 25 the, yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, go ahead. Like the roughing the passer was bad because we all disagree with what the rule is written, right? But it's hard to disagree that Chris Jones did land on him with his body. Now, I just think you should be allowed to do that. I've never in my days that I can remember seeing defensive hold, defensive holding called on a missed field goal to extend a drive. I, I can't. We're, How about this? I'll, I'll help you out, Martin. The last time it was called, the same referee or same official seven years ago. And see, Defensive this, holding. This Come is on. the thing. I remember. Y'all may remember I brought this up with Mitchell Schwartz way back when. We've uh, way, back, But it was why or it every single year it's the same officials. We sit up every year and complain about the officiating. And every single year, Jerome Bolger is calling these terrible roughing the passer penalties. And, and, and you just so on and so forth. Like, it's the same guys. Everybody else, when they don't do their job in football, they get fired. Like, you guys just coached a pup of the week last week. He got fired. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what happens. You know, you get benched. You right. get removed. But, you know, Bill Vinovich is still calling games, even though he somehow missed Nicole Roby, Coleman, and Tommy Lee Lewis in the worst not call in NFL history. He's still out there causing hell on Sundays. Let me defend them a little bit because we don't know what's being sent down to these refs. So you know what the concussions and everything else, they are saying protect the quarterback at all costs. So, Shaq, even if you could review the Chris Jones, I don't know that they would overturn it because I don't know what's being sent down. It might be different from the rule we're used to. It might be different from everything we're used to seeing. So uh, I might give the referees a little bit of a break there because everything you see that's protecting the quarterback might be an extra edict that's sent down from the NFL lead uh the office there so um, i mean if you you know when you super slow mo at full speed see i disagree with marty about that that nobody thought that was roughing the passer in real time i mean he looked like he leveled him and i'm conditioned now that when you see a collision with the involving a qb like they might throw a flag there Mm. but when you see it in slow-mo 
I mean, he literally, I, I disagree with you, Sal, that it was unclear when he possessed the ball. I mean, literally before he lays a finger on the actual human being, the ball is in his right arm and he's falling well, how down. Could that be? So what's no, he supposed it, to it do? It had to be simultaneous. How could, did, did he just, did he toss him the ball? He no, just kind of has his arms I, around. He just kind of like grabs him. the ball and as he's getting it, and then he braces himself with his free hand next to Carr no, there's the a fact still, that he lands of, on there's him a is still of his arms around the, wrapped around him with the with the ball still. I, I know he, he definitely gets it before they hit the turf, but that that's the question: is the infraction before? It's so dumb because it shouldn't be a call anyway. But ultimately, I, know I thought he forced a fumble. Slow. Like in live live in live action, I thought he forced yeah. a fumble, and I feel like if you force a fumble, you're supposed to go down on the ground and go get it. Like every that's that's what we're expecting. Like everybody's supposed to do that. Teddy Bridgewater didn't do it last year; he got killed for it. Well, my son's a defensive end on the high school team, and he looked at me and said, um, that's how you're supposed to tackle a guy, isn't it? I said, yeah, I think that's basically it. I don't know. I don't know what else to, to say. But let's – um, all right, so that's uh, that's uh, officiating messes and, and beating up uh, camera guys after the game. Let, uh, more controversy. Chiefs go up go, – Chiefs go for two, up seven, 725 left. All the analytics nerds, I, I, uh, Todd Furman and I scream at each other about this. I always want to go up eight. Let the other team get two if they're uh, lucky enough to get down and score. But nine puts it away with 725 left. I don't even know if nine puts it away, Shaq. Did you have a problem with that? The Chiefs going for two there. It was. It's funny that there wasn't much pushback in the broadcast booth. You would think old school Aikman would be all yeah. over that one. But it's funny that we've all kind of updated um, the math. I don't yeah, think, you know, I, I I don't think it was to- an update of the math at all. I think they saw well, Matt Amendola. I, I mean, he was hitting things left yeah, and right fair. like he was playing golf like me. No, yeah. you're thinking, well, uh, uh, Matt Wright, who who did make a 59-yarder oh, yeah. around the around yeah. the misses. Yeah, that, I guess, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Um, nah, yeah, I say go up eight and, and get the touchdown and the two. And I kind of now am with John Harbaugh over the last two weeks, and now with Josh McDaniels. I think it's stinking thinking. It's it's residing in in some non-reality, some fantasy world that you don't you aren't, if you're the Raiders, gonna need to score again anyway. So I guess it makes sense to go for the two in the spot where they did. I thought I thought was actually the wise move because you know the Chiefs are gonna get three, right? So the Raiders are gonna have to go down the field and score anyway. So you may as well try and take the lead in that spot. You're, so you're going on to the Raiders one. I'm moving that out when the yeah. Chiefs one was yeah. to me was more like yeah. why aren't they going wild about this? That this is crazy. I'm with you. Yes. Make it eight in that spot there and force the team yeah. to not only score a touchdown, but then convert the two. And then the raid well here's the thing. I like uh, I think in general, we need to calm down about a lot of it. And I know I'm I'm bringing it up, but a lot of these are 53-47, 52-48 decisions, right? Like, you can't just go because it didn't work out. You can't be like, aha, that, oh, what a jerk. I, like, that. people just sit back and wait. It's cancel culture all over the place on Twitter. Huh. So, but of I course, think- this is everyone's reaction. But really, these are close, Martin. Analytics are not. Like, Chiefs maybe shouldn't have gone for two. Uh, I, I would go. But they're also the Chiefs, and I don't trust anyone more than Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. in the history of the game inside the five. So, 
I mean, I I really believe the Chiefs went for two because uh, Matt Wright, like you said, the last field goal he kicked before that, he grabbed his helmet like in complete disbelief that he couldn't believe how poorly he was kicking. Man, so man. I, yeah. I, I, I really think it had more to do with that. And Kansas City's had kicking issues all year ever since Bucker got hurt. But yeah. – but uh, going for two, well, when I'm so, McDaniel's going for two, I, that he was on my meathead of the week for that. I, I, I was, like that. I like that. I liked it. Lost. I in the really game. did. And then, I'll but tell to you the what, point of the uh, no, execution no, no. of the fifty. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. No, well, no. I'm just going to say I, that was the ideal scenario: them going for two and not making it. If you give Mahomes the ball tied or down one with three plus minutes left, he's going to get that field goal. I know you're, right. you're all over the kicker and everything here, but he's not going to do dump off three yard passes to McKinnon and uh, and and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's going to be passing all three downs. Right? You want Mahomes down uh, up one running the ball out with these crap running backs, right? That's the only way the Raiders are really going to get it back, and they did. I'm Honestly, the Raiders should have spiked it going for two. They needed to be down one in that situation for it to work. I think that was the only way they were getting it back. But still, 52, 40, 50, these are all very, very close, and we second-guess it, and here we are talking about this. But you said it, but you said it though, Sal, to me, analytics, and it does address this. It does a deeper dive than just generic offense versus generic defense. Obviously they're considering Patrick Mahomes versus, you know, Kenny Pickett versus Jimmy G Mm -hmm. and otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. It's Patrick Mahomes. Do you like him? That's the math that people I think get sideways trying to figure out. It's, it's one play from two and a half yards out, and you have the best player on the field. That makes sense to go for it there. I think the Raiders also probably think the same thing about their guy. Hey, we have Derek Carr and Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, who they're having a hard time stopping. Yes, we're more likely to make one, a yeah. two and a half yards on one play versus all the, oh, well, got to win this coin toss, and then we got to uh, stop them. But then we got to, like, all that stuff is less likely to happen than you getting it on one play. Well, speaking of the uh, having the best player on the field, I think yesterday was Josh Jacobs. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't seen him. Martin, have you seen him run that hard since Alabama days? Like, he's in a he's in a contract year for sure, and you could tell it, um, which makes me think another blunder – Again, they call the Adams catch right. It doesn't matter. They're in field goal range. But third and one, you're not giving the guy who's averaging 7.8 a carry the ball at all. Like, uh, he was torching them. He had 154. Mm-hmm. He had 193 total. All they needed was a field goal. Carlson's as good as anybody in the in the league. Almost as good as Tucker, I would say. I don't know. Yeah, if it's almost like the Raiders in short that. yardage. I mean, that's they, they threw a bomb to Devonta Adams on fourth and one when he didn't convert a third down on, in the first quarter. I mean, they went on a couple big and at the end of the game. It's almost like they didn't trust their short yardage unless they were going for two. I don't know. You got to think the defense is gassed, and you know I don't even mind the two point conversion when they missed with Josh Jacobs because he was like I said, 150. He's averaging almost eight yards a carry. I think he's going to make third or fourth. And now his shoe came off earlier in the drive, but I think that was the tactical mistake. Uh, 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 Not going for two, or that was the at third and two, one and a half, whatever, what yard and a half or whatever. That you obviously you're going to go for it on fourth down if you don't get it on third. That they didn't give the ball to Jacobs on in that spot and instead mm-hmm. went to Adams. You know, the other side of the coin is he did catch it. They got into field right. goal range on that catch and the officials inexplicably overturned it on the field catch. No, no, we're going to the booth. We're going to overturn in that spot. Bizarre. But I'm, I'm with, with you. you that they should have run Jacobs there. Um, so what does this mean? The Raiders are one and four. 
and I still think they're good. Uh, I'm obviously I'm dead to rights with my AFC West pick that they're going to win the division, but I still think they're as good as some four and one teams, including my Cowboys and Spaghetti's Giants. I really do. Um, but now they have a bye, and uh, Devonta Adams might be suspended a game. So good night uh, to them. Um, but now it does set up for this week, two four and one teams, Chiefs and Bills. You could argue that they could both be undefeated if uh, things turned a different way. Martin, that's a fun one. Great game looking into the Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. Uh, it's the Chiefs and I mean, I mean, the Bills rather in the way that they completely dismantled the Steelers was was obviously mm-hmm. completely disappointing to me and my bet. And uh, I don't know, Dave probably gave pick. Pick it at A plus for for that. Exp- exp- oh, we're gonna no, get to incredible that incredible yeah. offensive performance. But I, I just was dead wrong about the Bills. Like I thought that the, you know after Miami, then after Baltimore, I figured this was a prime letdown spot, backup quarterback, and they were just like, no, nah, we're just gonna go ahead and score more than anybody else in the league this week. Um, and Kansas City, mm-hmm. fresh off my proclamation of them being the best team in football, decided to to go ahead and. You know, basically, like Dave said, the refs don't overturn that. Daniel Carson is probably knocking the Raiders home with a two-point win instead of a one-point loss. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and just go with the Chiefs off the fact that, you know, the champs stay the champs until somebody beats them. But without Tyreek Hill to run the ball down and score a touchdown with 13 seconds left, I don't know, maybe maybe the Chiefs wouldn't be in the AFC yeah. Championship game. Under Underdog at home. Underdog at home, Shaq. We'll get to our picks uh, later in the week. But that's uh, that and my Cowboys-Eagles is uh, sets up as the two best, I think, for week six. Oh, well, sure. I mean, they, these are f- the – am I crazy? Is that the four best teams in football right now? Uh, yes, you're crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. It is weird that, like, Cooper Rush, Daniel Jones – uh, what other bad quarterbacks were we talking about? Or not, you know, uh, notable could make the playoffs. Like, I'll say Jalen Hurts uh, isn't bad. Uh, but, Hill. But the whole, I mean, right. Jalen Hurts, a lot of people didn't believe in him until, you know, he started getting it yeah. done. All right. Speaking of getting it done, our prop quiz winner, Patrick McKiernan, eight right. Good job by you. You get a gold cap. The Pick'em winner, $100 to Rick Catabona. Has he won before? 12 right. Wow. Nice job. Now, Martin's in first place. You lost a little ground, Martin. What were you, 6-8-1 and one this week? 6-8-1. Um, wasn't Bly. my best. Hench and Harry are uh, nipping at your heels. They're 9-5-1. and one. I think they're about three or four games behind you now. Brother Bry went 10-4-1. and one. I was 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one. Check. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 4-10-1. and one. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bob. well, because you know, because I'm an empath, and it wouldn't be right of me <laughs> to succeed when when my favorite pro football team is doing what it's doing. That's I'm just I trying see. to I'm just trying to toe the line. That's all. This is um this is like when the uh, husband gains weight when his wife is pregnant. That's right. That's right. right. Okay, I see what's going on. <laughs> Sympathy. Dude, all we right. got to fire Tomlin. The dude's been overrated for too <laughs> long, and they got to change trade Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson's no good, dude. He got to give that money back, and and this, that, and the other. All right, listen. Let's I'm get. I want to take a break. Uh, I want to talk about Martin's uh, Saints and and check your Steelers and my Cowboys uh, and and Matt Rule. Wow. What a lucky SOB he is. We'll do Martin's Meathead uh, when we return. I, uh, let's talk Caesars first. All right, listen, whatever you're betting, teasers over under, do it through Caesars because they have all the names. Caesar himself, Cleo, the Mannings, Henrik Lundqvist, and now yours truly. Yes, 
against all odds is now a proud member of the Caesars empire. And your very first bet, it's on Caesars. Up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you a 1,000 tier credits and a 1,000 reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. So download the app, use promo code CZRFULL, and go full Caesars this season. Oh, you must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ontario, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, and Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Yes, you have to know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, or if you know someone who has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Maryland, visit MarylandGamblingMDGamblingHelp.org or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net, Arizona. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas. Call 1-800-522-4700, Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. That's 467-369. Visit C-O-N-N-E-X-Ontario.ca or call 1-866-531-2600 or text C-O-N-N-E-X to 247-247. Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, now I want to put this to rest. When Dak Prescott comes back, if he's healthy, and he will be healthy if he comes back, he's the quarterback. That's it. Thank you. I'm That's so it. glad you had uh, this opinion. Oh, uh, come on. He is. This is this is um now I will say this. He's not turning the ball over, which in today's NFL, and when I say today's NFL, I mean like within the last four weeks, is That's all exactly that really right. matter. Like uh, you know, Tom Brady threw for over five thousand yards. Uh, Winston did a couple years ago. Everybody's in the high forty seven hundreds. No, it doesn't matter. Just don't turn it over. Um, everyone's playing good defense. You stick to that formula. You're going to win. Um, I'll, I'll say it, right? Like, you know, tre- Trevor Lawrence, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, all these guys, all these teams maybe would rather have Cooper Rush over the last month. But he had 102 yards passing, Shaq. Come on. Well, what they what they 
all those teams would rather have is Micah Parsons is what that, that that's sure. the takeaway. And I, you know, the pendulum swings back and forth forever, week to week, month to month, season to season. But this has been a severe swing in the quarterback league that all of a sudden defense rules the day. It's not right. been a, it's not been a slow swing back in that direction. I mean, for 10 years, it's been a bludgeoning by offense versus defense and the defenses tend to step up in, you know, from November through the playoffs and, and, and resonate more. But I mean, what, what the hell are we looking at here? This is this is crazy stuff. Aaron Rodgers can't get it done. Tom Brady is is besides the point to whatever the Buccaneers are doing. It goes on and on. It's a recurring theme for us um, here. But I hear you. And, you know, I you know, I'm as big a pedigree snob as there is. Obviously, you got to go back to Dak, except I mean, you're really going to take him out if they're still winning. <laughs> As soon as he has an L, as soon as you put a, an L or even a terrible pick in a tight game uh, next to Cooper Rush's name, then you go to Dak. But I, I like, I don't mean like out of out of uh, superstition or anything. I just mean out of the like, don't fix what ain't broke. You got to just ride it until until uh, it breaks, right? I don't know. I, I hate it, but the, that's the, the one way thing it is. I'll address, Martin, before we get to you, is everyone's comparing this, or a lot of people comparing this to when Dak took over for Romo. But Dak had some monster, monster games that made you think, oh, yeah, this guy, believe me, no one's a bigger fan uh, of Romo than I was. And I was like, oh, boy, this is a, this is an issue now because this guy's putting hmm. up numbers and he looks the part of a real NFL quarterback that could compete where Cooper Rush has those moments, but he's holding on to the ball when he gets sacked. You know, he's, uh, you know, he's not thrown into coverage. He's not getting balls tipped at the line of scrimmage. That's about the best thing I could say about him. And he'll make some two or three big throws on third down. But still, Martin, this is Dak's team. It's Dak's like what Cooper Rush is doing is he's checking all the boxes of you know, he's he's being an NFL quarterback. So that's great. That's good. That's what you'd like out of your backup quarterback. A guy who can go, not turn the ball over, you know, and, and get you some wins. Right. That's what you expect. But this is about it. Right. I said this. The slipper was going to come off. It would have if the Rams were any better offensively. I think it would have came off this week like that. The loss that Dave is pining for for the Dallas. Like, don't fix what ain't broke. It would have broke this week if they don't score a, a defensive touchdown. The final score of this game is supposed to be what? What it was. Uh, they had 22 total. So what? 13 to 10. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's right. This game, their offense, Dallas is not winning because of offense. They're winning because they're not missing field goals and they're playing incredible defense, right? The reason why you have a Dak Prescott is because when your defense doesn't show up, or the reason you paid Dak Prescott all that money, I should say, is the day when your defense doesn't show up and your field goal kicker misses one or two, he can go out there and your franchise quarterback can get you a win. That's the whole concept of a franchise quarterback, sure. not the backup that Cooper Rush is. Because if any at any point Cooper Rush was dependent upon to win these games, the whole bottom would come out. Well, well there's that's no what doubt. Yeah, and so no, 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 just, just to be quick, they, go ahead. They, uh, you know, he's he's. I don't want to say I don't want to take anything away from Cooper Rush, but let, let's take a little away from him because he's getting a ton of credit when the two big plays of the game, as Martin said, were the defensive touchdown and the Pollard. Uh, long rush, right? So go ahead. Go ahead, Shaq. No, the only thing I would say is, in, and, uh, you know, we had Tyler Dunn on minus three on Monday who made yep. uh, another comp, the Romo to Dak one. I thought that the Keener, uh, a good one as well, was like, this is not Trent Green handing things over to Kurt Warner. This is not the equivalent of that. I'm having my cake and eating it too by saying, 
you know, I would be very tempted to stick with Cooper Rush because I know it's going to end. This this Cinderella story does not go on. It ends Mm -hmm. before Halloween. You know, it's a but my my point is, why would you be incented to throw Dak in there when things keep on rolling along? It keeps adding up. These wins, the formula is right. I have no doubt that for them to win a Super Bowl, Dak Prescott has to be your QB. But in the meantime, so I that's think that, that's your answer right there. Right. For them to win a Super Bowl, Dak's got to be the. That's why you throw him in. Like that's it. Of course, like, yeah. I'm a, of course. I, I I understand that uh, you know you. He's disagreeing with himself, Martin. Yeah, no, I'm saying I'm having it both ways. You ride Cooper Rush until he inevitably falls on his face, and then you say, "Hey, get in there, superstar QB. Now it's your turn." And you also just said it was going to fall on his face before Halloween. It's October 11th. Yes. So next week. Right. <laughs> like, when is it supposed yeah. to? <laughs> Listen, if he, if he puts he up falls 35. When he on his face, which he's going to. If he throws four touchdown passes against the Eagles in the in a winning effort, uh, I, might, I, I might rethink this. But I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, if they I'm, go I'm, into uh, Philly. Yeah, right that yeah. you just said it, Sal. If he goes into Philly and and, mm-hmm. and leaves with a victory. Are you then yeah. going to still say we got to go back to Dak well, right the, now? It's, is it a victory like we just saw where he didn't yeah. do a ton of that? Three to I'm two. Like this, they win it three to two. That was the conversation two. last week. If he goes in and beats the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, are you really going to say go back to Dak? Yes. No, I mean, because week, at I wasn't some point you're just, you're just saying, uh, all right, like, no, I got to hold on to this uh, rabbit's foot. That's what it is. Like, yeah, but mm-hmm. what's it actually doing? It's just sitting there in your um, – in your front seat of the car. You're like, yeah, but I've never been in a car accident. It's like, okay, but it really doesn't have any effect. You know, uh, now I'm really diminishing his skills to just what a, a rabbit. <laughs> All right. But you know what I'm saying, right? I a a lot of it's like, yeah, well, th- he just happens to be the guy in there. Like, you know, there's a lucky fan at the stadium too, who hasn't lost in three years. Right. The idea that um, he is better or some equivalent in some reality to Dak Prescott is laughable. I'm just saying, I don't know how you pull the plug when you, when, the, when it keeps working working out week after week. Shaq, I'm looking at your win total. Steelers, what do you think? What do you think it is for the year? I love that well, they keep these up. There's <laughs> nothing anybody there's nothing anybody nationally could say that uh, on the banks of the three rivers, even people who resided there at one point, guys like Ryan Clark, haven't mm-hmm. already said. I think that most of the reaction has been borderline histrionic. Um, from people flailing about um, trying to make sense of this. Here's here's the the worst part of it. But you love Ryan Clark, and Ryan Clark is calling for Tomlin's head. No, he's not calling for Tomlin's head. He's saying uh, he's, he's challenging him on his decision making, as I have for three weeks as well. That you cannot continue to approach things the way you're approaching things when you don't have T.J. Watt, you don't have your Micah Parsons slash Aaron Donald. What are we doing? This is not the way to play. You can't win games the same way when you don't have the guy who makes those wins happen for you. Um, I'm with the, you, but we're, we're fast approaching them being the worst team in the league. And I think you, maybe you want that as a, uh, you know, a, in terms of draft order and, and preference. Well, that's what people are saying. Four, that's and half, four and a half wins is uh, second lowest only to the Texans at three and a half. Call me Pollyanna if, if you wish. I guarantee you that they, will, not, that they will go over four and a half. Really? They're, wow. They are, they are, they are. In the gauntlet, they are a deeply flawed team, but TJ Watt's going to come back. That will, you know, again, as I as I say all the time, 
There is a reason that communism does not prevail in pro football. Guys make more money because they're better than other guys who replace them. The TJ Watt will be a major um, addition to the Steelers. And by the way, once they clear the next three games, which are a misery. Well, that's what I'm saying. When is he going to win? They're going to win five games. They're going to win five or six games. Uh, in the back half of the schedule, go through it. I know that that's on some people. Are, oh, Dade, we got to get, oh, we finally need to bottom out. We should tank it. They should, you know, they should not dress TJ. They should just IR that dude for the rest of the year and let bring him back when the, when the Steelers are ready to be good again. Like, what the hell are we talking about? Guess what? That's not going to happen. And Check, if they're TJ one Watt and is going to come back. If they're one and seven, then they have to go, you have to go 500. You have to go five and four the rest of the way. And you still have the Saints, the Colts, the Ravens, the Bengals, the, the Raiders, the, the Brown, all Ravens twice. I don't know. That's tough. I don't know if you get there. Four and a half seems fair, Martin. I just want to know if the Steelers were winning, but TJ Watt was still, you know, hurt and waiting to come back. If if they would wait for the right time to put TJ Watt back into the lineup, you don't want to mess up oh, the mojo. Oh wow! You know, I'm just, wow. I just, you know, I just, just I can't, you know, I just, they, they, as you said, it's I mean, the reason why pro football is communism, right? In there is a reason why. That's 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 no crazy one's more of here. a pedigree snob than I am. I, I mean, obviously, I did, not like I'm saying like, hey, maybe Cooper Rush can hold on to the gig endlessly. I think he's gonna well, fail. Just to t- he loses just until he loses but uh i, I, I think just even wanna... if he stinks in a win you can replace him but i but i think that you have to let the clock strike midnight on this guy given the way things are mm. rolling and working out for not been two weeks we're now past a month but we're not talking about the cowboys yeah, Listen, let's i just think forward. that i think the sad yeah. ending for a lot of the 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 nihilists on the banks of the three rivers they're like dude they're going to wind up with Will Anderson and they're going to put him on the other side of TJ Watt in 2023 and we'll be right as rain. Like, that's not going to happen. I'm sorry if that's what you're wishing for. I'm residing in reality. They will tune it up enough that they're going to wind up with. I'm residing six, back when you get Kenny Pickett an A plus for th- a three interceptions. Yeah, check. Day. We need a grade. We need a grade for game two, Kenny Pickett. A minus. He gave him an A minus. What do you what do you I give mean, him most, for a second week? Also, most people agreed with me on that, so you're arguing. They against, did? Uh, most too. In your house? Not you two. No. I mean, go dig up the national reviews of him. I mean, like Dan Orlovsky for what he matters and All right, uh, what's you know, week two? People. What's week two? I'm just asking you. I mean, they were quickly and throw every down mode, which is why I told everybody he's going to go over two oh three and a half, which he which he breezed past because you know they were playing a superior team. Um, you know, grades I, are I typically them, letters, Dave. Come on, give them, let's do it. Give him a B, B plus. Okay. B plus, so he's got an A minus and a B plus. Wow, Martin, this I guy love can the get scrap. I love the scrap though that he's not going to take no jive <laughs> if a player tries to hit him in his legs. He's not going to wait for his teammate to jump in. He he's going to take the fight himself. I loved it, Martin. Maybe Pickett should go back to college with these grades. I mean, he can get into Harvard. Or he can get into a much better <laughs> school than Pitt at this point with the A minus and B plus for uh, uh, no touchdowns and four interceptions so far. Right? Does he have? He has no touchdown passes so far. Right? Just yeah, touchdown right, runs, yeah, a few of those. But yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, right. the Steelers didn't stand a single shot in that game. But uh, to like Tomlin's point, though, he did say he's like, "Yo, we got what did he say? He got handled from the the first minute." So like, I can't, mm-hmm. you can't really make individual assessments out of that. But you would have liked to see, you know, some points on the board. 
All right. Uh, Martin, to your team now. Now we get to your team. I, I was all over the Saints, and I'm all over Taysom Hill. And I don't. I know you don't love him, but he's the greatest tight end pickup on the waiver wire uh, ever. I mean, five touchdowns for this tight end. On pace for 16. What a year for Taysom Hill, the tight end of the century. Come I mean, on. Could he be your quarterback, though? See, that's the issue. That's it. When you now, now you now you went a little too far. You know what I'm saying? But no, here's the I never go too far. This is what's wild. How is it that the Wildcat is working in the NFL right now? Like, yeah. I mean, essentially, Taysom Hill's a Wildcat quarterback. Saquon Barkley's actually a running back, right? Who is just right. like taking Wildcat snaps. The Giants have won two games doing it. Like, it's just – that's my biggest takeaway is the Wildcat is back from 2009, and we'll see how long that it lasts because that's about well, how long it takes the Bill stretch the defenses are, Yeah, the defense are stymieing every other play, every other formation. So something, I guess, has I to I mean, work, and it kind of makes sense because, like Dave was talking about earlier in the age of the quarterback, well, it's really now we're in the age of two high safeties, right? So now everybody's just playing at those, those different types of uh, – uh, uh, coverages where everybody's just dropping back and making you dink and dunk down the field. Well, if you can run the ball, mm-hmm. that's going to benefit it. So I guess in retrospect, I answer my own question, just like Dave did earlier about, uh, about why Dak will be the starting quarterback very soon in Dallas. Yeah. You know, but the dink and dunk and it makes sense. Yes. That, that's, that's why there's 15 play drives and that's why it's tougher for these teams to put up six and we're seeing more threes than sixes. But the dink and dunk quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, guys who've done this all their lives, and they can't figure – that's what's weird to me. Like the Rodgers game, I mean, it was like five yards to uh, five yards to Lazard and six to Cobb and four to Tunyon, and they had they did whatever they wanted with their offense. And then he got sacked on a, on a third down play, kicked him out of field goal range, and that offense was never the same. That That's a weird not, – not to change topics here, but – I don't know why some of the elite quarterbacks can't catch on to these sexier, um, you know, uh, scheming uh, deviations that the defensive coordinators are throwing at you. I think it's really just as simple as like as the tendency breakers. When you're thinking about those guys, they're throwing the ball more often than not. And like if you hear defensive players talk, they say the hardest thing to do is determine whether or not it's going to be a run or pass on a play action or like one of those the RPOs or stuff like that. It's like. I really think it just has something to do with that because other, otherwise it's completely inexplicable to me. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, Sheck, Matt Rule gets $42 million. He was terrible. He gets $42 million. Now let me ask you this. Knowing that you can walk away from a contract with $42 million and sit out and just sit home, is there incentive to win in the NFL? If you're one of these co- good college coaches that comes right out of it, right out of the mix, gets to the NFL, if you're not going to be Belichick, how much incentive is there to win if you know you can walk away with a ton of money? Well, I mean, I think uh, what you're what you're getting at is a good conspiracy theory that you know you don't you don't by accident go out of your way to get Sam Darnold and then replace Sam Darnold with Baker Mayfield, right? I think I, I think Matt Rule knew what he was doing. All the way here, right? I mean, this is, it's pretty yeah. obvious now. $42 million, he's going to watch games on Saturday yeah. and Sunday, and good for him. <laughs> uh, Martin, I, it's a lot of money. I don't know who's next to get fired. I would say uh, Nate Hackett is the favorite, but uh, Matt Rule That's going to be wild five. if he really does get broomed. I know people keep talking about Nate Hackett, but if he really gets broomed it would know, be insane. four weeks, five weeks, eight weeks into his first season, what's the f- earliest? Does anybody, has anybody looked that up? I should know that. The earliest a guy's ever gotten fired. I mean, I remember, 
you know, a guy getting one season, but I th- Rob somebody cut- I don't think th- I'm from almost positive uh, that yeah, Urban right. Meyer was the first coach to be fired in his first season, but you know, he wasn't quite fired in that during way. The year. Yeah. yeah I like feel like someone walked away from it. Didn't someone walk away, weren't fired, but weren't doing well and walked away. We'll have to look this up. I'm not I sure. believe that Rob uh, Chazinski was fired after one year in Cleveland. I'm pretty yeah. sure he had one year, but with this, he really well, while we're on the topic. Give, give us, give us your meathead, Martin. Your meathead of the week. You're going to give us what? Three choices. We probably went yes. over all of them already. Sorry. No, we yeah. didn't. I had four. Uh, one of which was Josh McDaniels. But since you guys don't agree with that, I have another one. Um, but you have Brandon Staley going for it on fourth down and and which essentially allowed Cade York, who's already had one game-winning field goal. Sheck, we're only at the quarter pole of the season. He's already had one game-winning field goal, allowed him a perfectly perfectly makeable winning attempt for the Browns to win the game. Then you have Zach Taylor going for it. And then not only this, this is what we were talking about earlier, about the 53-47 two-point conversion situations. Zach Taylor went for it in the third quarter on Thursday instead of taking the points. And it's after running the Philly special and then a shovel pass that went nowhere. So, like, I think built in the mm-hmm. 47, you got to have some of the play call into it, right? You should have your very best plays saved for that. If those are your very best okay. plays, then congratulations. You are a nominee for Martin's Meathead. And then Hillary Clinton. Sunday night, right? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah Sunday. Sorry. Night. So I said Thursday. Sorry, Sunday right. night. I deleted okay. the Thursday yeah. night game out of my brain. But uh, Hillary <laughs> Clinton uh, – Pantsuit wearing himself, <laughs> Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Whoever you want to say takes the blame because they Cliff took it in uh in the post game mm-hmm. and Kyler you know was kind of shedded it. But spiking the ball twice in four downs and then running your field goal kicker out there to kick again that was Matt Amendola who has missed a million different ones hooking them left right and center. Um, like that to me okay. was number one, especially because it's like. It's fourth. I don't understand why the whole you had to kick the field goal right then and there. You could have just went for it. All right. Uh, and those are the, those are the choices. All right, check. Why don't you go first? You weigh in. Martin's meathead. Well, I feel like Zach Taylor is a little bit like, you know, when you go to a modern art museum and people are like, oh, I could put those slaps of paint on a canvas, too, and call it art. But it's like, yeah, but Picasso first showed that he had the discipline of actually drawing. Well, that's Andy Uh Reid. Zach Taylor is just a pretentious throwing paint on a a canvas you have to first (laughs) first show that you can fundamentally call plays in the red zone and get into the end zone i like that before you start doing the 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 jive that you're pulling off there in a huge game for your season Uh i also have to throw in i I, because i don't like the idea I, i you know that you, that fans and the media can actually sway what coaches are doing. And that's pretty clear that that's what happened to John Harbaugh. He got right. so much pushback for doing the right thing against the Bills two weeks ago that then he did the wrong thing and it See, worked this out This is what I mean, right and wrong. These are 53-47s here, which was right and which was wrong. It's, uh, but he I know what you're saying, but – I, I think he did the wrong thing against the Bungles, and it happened to work out for him. Um, but that, but anyway, yes, because of the result, I'll give it to Zach Taylor because that ultimately did cost mm. his team the game. I'm going to give it to Staley. I, by the way, I'm not even sure what Kyle Murray – did they say that he thought he had the first down when he uh, slid 
because so, he, he jumped up to the line and and there was a rumor that um it flashed on the screen first down or something in the hmm. stadium but but so uh, that, I, I don't so even know if that's true. The beats of it are Kyler said that in his ear everybody was saying spike and he looked up at the scoreboard and it said first and 10. Yeah. But as yeah, I'll tell I, you I, similarly to the little the yellow line the scoreboard is not official. The right. officials For sure. next to him had third down on the on the on the uh on the on the down sticks. Yeah, and listen, I, I want to go after Kingsbury uh, more than anybody, but I'll, I'm going to give it to Stale, even though he won the game. I think this guy's nuts, and I think it's going to it works out for him. And he's like, he's the "I told you so" guy, and he's brazen about it. And it's it's weird. And I likened it to your drunk friend playing blackjack next to you, and the dealer showing a six, and uh, you're like, "Okay, we're all staying, right? Everybody, we're staying." And he's drunk, and he hits, and he gets a three. Uh, 19 and the dealer bust and he's like I told you don't tell me not to hit like kind of things like all right you won but these are ridiculous decisions and it's and the play call was bad too right so I think you got to get both right in order to come out uh, smelling like a rose in that situation I'm going with Staley um, I'm not uh, I'm not up for his heroics just yet I'm just so I'm great. sick that my first coach fired my uh, yeah. dark horse, Cliff Kingsbury, I'm convinced. If Matt Rule had just been an inch better and somehow beaten that Carolina, uh, uh, beaten that Cardinals team, the way that they lost that game on Sunday, oh, right. Cliff Kingsbury would have been the first coach fired and I would have cashed 15-1. to 1. Well, listen, here's the thing. Uh, people, you, you really can't look to guys. But yeah, but they re-up Kingsbury. It's like, well, look, teams are walking away from $40 million, $50 million. And, you know, Gruden's case is different, but – um, so there's really no amount that would, uh, would guarantee a coach has to stay there if he's not performing. All right, listen, let's take a quick break and then we'll get into major league baseball. Are they still doing this? I thought they stopped after the Mets were eliminated. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi wild cherry. Pepsi wild cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, baseball. Um, Curious to see what you guys think about Buck Showalter going to the mound and having the umpires check most Musgrove's. Yeah. I, mean, I, I commented that Musgrove's, I mean, they were lit up those ears they were glistening. Like I said, a, a 17 year old's prom dress, but so I don't know what that was. Some say Andrew McCutcheon says, yeah, they put red hot on their ears to get super focused. That seems crazy too. Um, the, the announcers certainly were talking about it enough. And then Buck comes out and is like, you know, let me at least get him out of his groove. Maybe people are like, that's embarrassing, Buck. Some of the Mets own people are saying that they shouldn't have done that. I think it's worth a check to try that. And I'm not sure that he's with the spin rate compared to his like 3,000 regular season pitches. Um, I think it was worth going out there for that to check it. I guess, you know, gamesmanship versus out and out cheating. I guess that's what if if Buck Walter said, I didn't really think he had anything tacky on his ear. I was just doing it to break his rhythm. Okay, that's yeah. that's within the 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 rights of the skipper to try and change the the flow of the game, right? I, I I didn't have a big issue with that. I know a lot of people thought it was cowardly or 
you know, I don't know, out of line for him to 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 do that. I think that's you know that's to well, me, this is why I do that. You're getting dominated. Go ahead, Mark. I was about to say to me, it felt like a coach that was challenging a play just to challenge the play. Like you know, just like like you know, sometimes a, a football coach will just throw the red flag just yeah. out of frustration. Like it kind of gave me that vibe. Well, but also it's icing the kicker too. I mean, he was dialed in Musgrove. It may, maybe he saying. freaks out. Yeah, it goes the other way. Maybe it does work. You're right. You get in his head. Um, secondly, this is not, you know, this is something they've checked within the year. You got a pitcher tonight going Garrett Cole, who's definitely done the put the t- sticky stuff on the ball. I don't care what he says. He's like, what, 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 what was his answer? I'd never even thought about it or I don't have, I can't comment. I, I forgot what his no comment comment was. But, um, you know, this has happened within the last year. This is not like Gaylord Perry back in the 70s. So they can investigate this stuff. There's cheating going on. But anyway, doesn't help my Mets. Um, Braves Phillies going right now. Phillies, see, now this is going to look like a uh, my picks are up there. We made a graphic for it. I like the Phillies plus 174 over the Braves in the series. I like Suarez made five starts against the Braves this season. 321 ERA across uh, 28 innings. Shaq, you have Braves or Phillies for the series? I'll go with the Braves. Just gonna ride the the mini era of uh, of Atlanta here and, and try and stick with that. It does feel like baseball is one of those uh, major league baseball is one of those sports where when you get into the groove of October and you <laughs> succeed there, that you build on that from last year. It doesn't mean they're gonna win the World Series, but I but I do buy the the mindset and the guys who they put out under the hump right now or or have have a different level of. Uh, of know-how versus the Phillies guys that they're going up against. I love the groove, the groove of Atlanta. You're talking about the Falcons five and zero against the spread. I'm with you there. Um, I'd rather root for them. Go ahead, Martin. What do you think for this series? Uh, I'm going to go with the Braves, but you just you just stuck me with that. Uh, that reminded me Atlanta five and zero against the spread. If that if if Grady Jarrett doesn't get caught in a rough in the passer, my pup is definitely hitting. That's a guarantee. Atlanta was dropping the ball. There's no way they don't score another touchdown. The Bucs hadn't even sniffed the end zone since the second quarter. But I'm going with the all Braves right. because I like the way they build their team. I like the way they've locked up all their young guys. Like that, that it gives me a sense of more of a team. And like they've said, many eras and, and continuing on in October. I like that. I like, so I'm going with Atlanta. They were 11 and 8 against the uh, Phillies this year. That's the thing. They see these, a lot of these matchups, they've seen these teams. 19 times Uh, we'll go to Dodgers the other uh, National League series Dodgers uh, hefty minus 225 over the Padres plus 190 I'll go Dodgers here Uh, I think I have them in four the Padres pitching matchups are all screwed up now because they did have to play that Sunday game Bob Melvin starting Sean Manea tonight then you got Kershaw who's hit or miss in the playoffs but uh, finished the regular season with a one hitter against the Rockies I think he stays on pace Urias tonight had six shutout innings against the Padres a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I am going Dodgers, who are 14-5 and five against the Padres. Sheck, what do you like? I mean, listen, the Patriots are in last place. The Steelers are in last place. Mike oh. McCarthy is a good coach. Tennessee beats Florida. The world's upside down right now. Um, I got to go with the Dodgers, though. I mean, they've dominated <laughs> the Padres head-to-head here. This, this, this insanity must end somewhere. The best team in baseball, and I'm not just talking about 2022. This Dodgers run that they're in now over the last several years uh, is remarkable stuff. I think they they, they should be able to handle the uh, their little brother from San Diego. Yeah, you talked about like the layoffs. It doesn't seem to matter for a team like the Dodgers. They've been in the NLCS in five of the last uh, six postseasons. Martin, who do you like this series? 
I've cast Dodgers one and a half way too many times this baseball season to not go ahead yeah. and pick the Dodgers here. There you go. All right. Uh, Astros, Mariners, minus 240 for the Astros. Uh, Mariners, two to one. Fun. I mean, I, I was on the losing end of that Blue Jays game that they were up uh, 8-1. That was my bedache. Uh, that's going to be tough to beat. I am taking the Astros here in four at plus 260. Valdez had a streak of 25 starts of at least six innings uh, for most of the season before they started taking him out. Verlander is the game one starter tonight, 5-1, 234 against the Mariners this season. 5-1, against the – what is that? That's crazy. 41 innings against the Mariners. I'm going uh, the Astros to uh, advance. Sheck? Yeah, I you know, those devil-may-care teams, they're like, they, we shouldn't even be here, scary. You know, they're the opposite of the curse of Sposta teams. The Astros are cursed by being the team that's supposed to hammer mm. their foe in this series. I do think Justin Verlander, though, makes it all right for the Astros. He silences any of that stuff. I think he's impervious to the curse of Sposta. I think he shuts down the Mariners, sets the tone for the series. And uh, I'm with you. I think they they uh, they handle this, this fun team from yep. Seattle. Martin Houston 12 and 7 against uh Seattle. What do you like? Did, did you guys see the video of those guys in the Toyota in the Seattle Toyota where they were uh celebrating the wild card win? No. Uh, you guys got to see it. It's on Twitter. It's like so they're all like it's and they're completely silent cuz they're all at work, I guess. But uh these guys like these everybody kind of runs out their cubicle and jumps around and yeah it's, it's it, I think but I think that's going to be ultimately the best moment for the Seattle Mariners this postseason. Yeah, yeah I think wow. I go with the Astros and uh, the first Astros. professional athlete I ever interviewed Justin Verlander. Is that right? Well there yes, you go. Man. All right, we'll Detroit was a hell of a time. Uh Guardians plus 180 over the Yankees of course this is a spite pick uh but Cleveland I I do think they match up in a weird way against the Yankees going to create some trouble. They strike out less than anyone else in the regular season, 18.2%. Uh, small ball, that's what wins in the playoffs in October. We saw them a boring, boring game against the Rays Saturday. You might be in for that. Um, I'm going to take – I think the money's too rich here, plus 180. I'm taking Cleveland. Check. Yeah, I like that, and there is no science to this other than that the favorites can't win every series, right? Mm-hmm. And also – uh, you know, I have to refer back to what I just said 45 seconds ago about the curse of Sposta. I think Verlander is impervious to it. Garrett Cole, this is a this is a complicated relationship, I feel like. Ever since he put on the pinstripes, he's great, but I feel like, you know, listen, Eddie Spaghetti can address this directly if he wishes to. I feel like there is a healthy skepticism of what Cole does in high leverage situations it's not like he consistently shows up and dominates in spots where he should i'll take that mm-hmm. i'll take the g's the guardians of go. traffic what are we, eddie are we just doing this to get a reaction out of you or do you think the guardians yeah. have a shot no, you, guys, you, okay. you guys are yeah because you can't give any york team credit i mean you guys are ridiculous the yankees swept, <laughs> they swept <laughs> the guardians <laughs> they swept the guardians the yankees have the second most potent offense only behind the dodgers it's a home series they move some of their starters to the bullpen by the way their bullpen which has been a bright spot has like an era of like barely over one the last few weeks of the regular season um the guardians offense is putrid like they have a couple nice pitches, but the Yankees <laughs> going to score. Like it's just, it's not going to be. I, I'm very confident in this series. All right. Hey, give well, me, give me Yanks, Dodgers. Twelve eleven games for seven, ga- a seven game, twelve eleven every final score. I love it. That'd be I, fun. I'm all for it. 
Did they sweep them or was it five out of six? I think they won five out of six. They yeah. had three. They, they, they swept them early in the season. They won three straight games. And then like, so like, and they, they've handled them pretty well. I'm not, I'm not really yeah. worried about this. All right. All right. There you go. Let's do our uh, play of the day. Uh, I'm sticking with that Dodger game. Uh, Freddie Freeman. This is why the Dodgers are going to go far because they don't have to play against Freddie Freeman. I mean, he's uh, he was really like the only thing getting in their way last year. Over one and a half total bases gets you plus 108. Last 85 at playoff at-bats, 329, seven home runs, 17 RBIs, 15 runs. He had 343 versus San Diego this year. Uh, I'm going over one and a half total bases, plus 108. Martin, what do you like? I'm going with, uh, with Justin Verlander, my boy, from way back when. Uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. go over 17 and a half total outs recorded. I do think he gets the win tonight. Oh, too. I love those. I love those, uh, those bets. Yep. Oh, the, the outs. Yeah. I think he, so that's I think six he, innings. Yep. Yeah, he that? comes out tonight and establishes like, all right, Houston, this is what we're going to do here. He goes deep. I think he gets the win. That's at Caesars at plus 120. Um, and says like, uh, don't worry, bullpen. I got this one. I'm, going crazy i like every justin verlander uh, you know over strikeouts under hits but officially over 17 and a half outs recorded wait a minute what really uh that's six innings they don't expect him to go six innings i know they do they they have a whole thing with lefty right they do a great astros are as good as anyone with those uh six through nine innings but they don't think it'll go six that's a good Uh, bet i think uh, well thank you well i yeah i I don't know it might be a misprint Shaq, what do you like well, I like the Dodgers and I like uh, I like over seven and a half. And I so I've gone back and forth with a with a parlay of the Dodgers on the money line plus mm-hmm. a total over seven and a half. Like I say, that pays out at plus one seventy. Mm-hmm. I could be swayed though to switching that to over seven and a half and the Dodgers laying a run and a half. If the juice is better there, you might want to think in that direction. I do think, I mean, Mike Clevenger is going to be the guy who's going to shut down that Dodgers lineup. The answer is no to that. And for what it matters, Urias has had his great moments in October, mm. but he's been touched up himself too. And the Padres can swing the bat. So yes, the if you only want to make one wager, I say go over the seven and a half, but all right. Instead of just surviving, live, I say. Parlay it. There you go. Uh, spaghetti, hockey tonight. Well, it's actually started this weekend. I watched one of the uh, two games, right? It was in Prague. Uh, Nashville played. It's fun, fun matchups there. Let's give our Stanley Cup. Spaghetti, how are you going to get engaged between now and, and uh, December 31st? There's too much going on. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not. This, right? I'm not. I'm not. Unless, I'm, unless I find a <laughs> ring on the not. street. That's, that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> I, look, she has to know. I'm fo- Look, meaningful Giants football, Yankees playoffs, Rangers puck drop, and a cup potential right. cup season. That's too much going on. I got to be locked into the TV. No time for engagement. Oh man, you're gonna I be mean, locked into looking for another apartment. I think. I think about. I mean, <laughs> hey, look, if it, the Giants have. When's the last time the Giants started out four and one? Oh, I nine. mean, at this rate, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, I, by the way, I do say good things about the Giants. I, I think they are a four and one is is a correct record for them right now. I think, I think out of the, the, the three teams, they they get about, with a loss. The Giants are clearly the worst team out of the like, out of the Rangers, Yankees, Giants that are in the conversation. The Giants are by far the worst of the bunch. Wow! All right, you better hope so. Uh, but anyway, hockey: the Avalanche are plus four fifty to win it. Carolina ten to one. Maple Leafs ten to one. Florida eleven. Tampa Bay twelve. I'm going Edmonton twelve to one. 
I know this is like a, you know, super sexy pick. You know, they got McDavid, they got Dreisaitl. Um, I They might have been the second best in the league last year, right? Like you, you might be like, oh, well, their style isn't conducive to playoff hockey. I feel like they've proven that they were, except for the loss to the Avalanche. I know there's a bunch of shootout games, but uh, Vander Kane's back. Um, they're looking better at goaltending. It's Jack Campbell and the local kid, Stuart Skinner, in goal. Um, I think this is as solid as they've been for years in net. 12 to 1, check. What do you like for hockey? It may, may be the yin and yang of sports. I never realized it is like we can't have both the NHL and the NFL thriving via offense. And so maybe the rise of goal scoring in the NHL is why. I don't know if that's the, the point. But yes, you say Edmonton is not the, their their brand is not conducive to springtime hockey. I, and as you also said, they disproved that. What three four months ago? I can't believe that they're they're starting the season already. Didn't it just happen like yeah. five weeks ago that the Stanley Cup was won there? Your pick is smart because the Campbell Nay Western Conference is way lighter than what's going on over in the East. Nevertheless, there's no way you're getting me to do anything other than yes, it's a homer pick, but it is a sound pick. I am taking the Pittsburgh Penguins to survive the rugged East. No, the Wales Conference, where they will face the Colorado Avalanche. They know how to win now. They know how to put it together. Oh, some, wow. some rugged series. That's going to be your Stanley Cup final. And Spaghetti will say, oh, he's a homer. He's such a homer. And perhaps <laughs> I am. But let me tell you this. This jive about this, what, what used to be true, the old rules, <laughs> one rule that is off now is like, Oh well, once you're in your 30s, once your core is in its 30s, your your team is dead in the water. That was in That's the 20th it. century. That's not true anymore. No, this is different now. Tom Brady's a 45 year old man. Not only is this a homer pick, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a nice prop here. There's just a not. I'm not giving you props. A separate. I'm prop. just going to clap until you stop talking. Pens to right, not go, make pen. the playoffs. Spaghetti ah. bet this. Pens to not make the playoffs. Three to one odds. Latang, Malkin, Raquel, fine. Why don't you just have an old timers day? Have them together. That's the way. <laughs> you think Jason Zucker's healthy? He's not. They're getting bounced. They're not even going to make the playoffs. Three to one odds. Blue line strong. We're ready to Hold roll, on. pal. Not, See you I mean, soon, yeah. Rags. Martin, I was about to say, is, Dave, I know, that the, I know that uh, at least half of those guys are old because Sal mentioned, and I knew that their name, I knew their names, and I haven't paid any attention to hockey since I left Detroit. <laughs> and that was at least six years ago. He's uh, kidding himself, Martin, if he thinks they're going to put it together. No way. No way. So, Penguins are done. Yeah. When I read this rundown and I saw that I was going to be required to give a, uh, a Stanley Cup pick, mm-hmm. I texted my resident hockey expert who texted me back and said, Oilers are Flames at 15 to 1. Ooh. Are my best bets. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the Flames. Interesting. Okay. I'm I'd rather root for fire than oil. So no, <laughs> real scientific back here. But no, I, I'm going with the Oilers or the Flames at 15 to 1. And I actually will put these bets in because I said last year I was going to, I take, yeah. I took all his bets and I followed them throughout the season. About midway through, I lost track, but was surprised when I won some money at the end of the year. So uh, we'll see what happens this Mikey year. Mikey Meatballs knows what he's talking about. Spaghetti, real quick about what uh, Shaq's saying the pens. My I, God. Well, at least he's going to pick. Who's the spaghetti going to pick? 
Um, I'm not going to pick my team, even though they are very, very good. Um, I don't like Canes. to put that bad juju on them. I'll just go with the Leafs. I, I picked the Leafs last year. Um, I think, you know, maybe the, the Murray Samson, I think, could work at goaltending. Obviously, they moved on from Jack Campbell. Their core is still really good. Uh, maybe a slight bit top heavy on offense, but I like their entire team. They're, they're going to be right there in the mix. But that being said, my Rangers are, are a very, very complete team that should only improve as the young guys get better and better. Uh, I think Check picked the Penguins more for the shock reaction and just to be funny and whatever, because if he's actually being serious, that is, <laughs> that is the single worst gambling pick or advice ever given out of oh, any podcast in extra points. History. Now I'm going to clap. It is really, it is, fun, really that bad. it is really that bad. They're not going oh, to talk. Let's just, I talked to Islanders fans, Devils fans, Columbus Blue Jackets fans, Kings fans, just random people just to get their, like nobody, nobody thinks the Penguins are going to be good, let alone make the playoffs. So like, I don't, you guys. Uh, wow. like, three to not, one. Not, Let's jump on it, Spaghetti. Three I don't talk to Kings. Going, Wait a second. You talk to Kings fans about this? I, I well, then I have to back <laughs> off if you talk to Kings fans about it. I'm just saying, uh, it's not just angry Rangers fans. I've talked to people who are fans of all different teams. East Con- Eastern Conference, Western Conference, does not matter. You guys are running it back with a team that b- limped into the playoffs. You could yeah. mark, you could mark Malkin to miss half a season. Like you're, you're going to, you know, you guys, you're not, you say you're good on the blue line. Like there's no huge prospects that are great that is going to lift this old team. Like you didn't make any key additions in free agency. And the, the problem is this. If the other Jeff Petrie's a nice did, upgrade. If the other Jeff Eastern Petrie's Conference teams the did not on the blue I'm line. talking. If the other Eastern Conference teams did not improve, <laughs> then I would say maybe you have a shot to get it back in. Everyone else in the East improved. Like teams that didn't miss the playoffs last year got a lot yeah. better. And you guys did not improve. I just don't see how you're wow. going to out. Check that. It's interesting. There's, there's always a big name team. Look at the Islanders last year. Everyone thought, oh, they're, they're good for the next seven years to make the But there's always a team that, that gets bounced early or doesn't I like make the, it. I like the teams that come not come out of nowhere, but the teams on the rise. I like the Wings. I like the Kings. Uh, I haven't talked to any L.A. Kings fans about how they feel about it, but um, I like those teams to kind of rise up a little bit. I I think the Canes are interesting. Um, I don't, I mean, Matt Murray, you know, hail him and Samson off. I don't know that that gets it done there. Florida is a classic regular season team. You know, Mm -hmm. I think, I, I, I think, I'd love to see the Leafs do it for the sport and for the nature, for for their style. Yeah, they had their chance. Listen, these Penguins, I, I, you know, three years from now, you know, the goose will be cooked. They, they got we, one more run in them. You know, we got to run in them. I know. We got to wrap up. We got to wrap up. But Mikey Meatballs, how fa- how far do the uh, Penguins go? Real quick. Well, if you asked me a month ago, I would have said they are terrible. But I actually, I looked at their roster the other day. I actually think they're a decent team. Whoa. I'm siding with Dave. That's not fun. That's not fun, Meatballs. Come on. So I'm Team Dave on this. One team I would say yeah. that is fake good in that conference is the Hurricanes. So I kind of agree. Yes. Them not to make the playoffs, I think, is around four to one. I they really? probably make it, but if you're gonna take a team to out of that that bunch, I think it's the Hurricanes. Interesting. All right. Well, see, now we know, Martin. All right, we're going to put some money down on this just to make it interesting. There you go. Against all odds, guys, we're going to come up uh, later today. We're going to have uh, props, and we're going to have uh, hard trophy winners and cup and all that stuff. Minus three, Sheck, you're on with Hench. Tomorrow, you already got an episode in the books, right? Yep, with Tyler Dunn. Good times there. Mr. Lister, an hour early yes. tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. Oh, Tune it is. in okay, there, good. sports trivia, yes. 6 p.m., Mr. Lister, Spotify Live. Uh, Martin, Lemon Pepper Parlay, always fun with Will Blackman.
Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll uh, break down who are we, our favorites for the President's Trophy, the Conn Smythe, the, uh, you know, the Calder. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, what? <laughs> really? You're doing all that? I doubt it. We're going uh, to talk about the waiver- <laughs> here. Concussion ball. Football. Yeah. Waiver Wired, uh, Eddie Spaghetti, Jen Piacenti. we got Megan Fun of Sports. We have Covered in Glory. So much out there. Do it all on the Extra Points dot, uh, Podcast Network, extrapoints.com slash arcade. You can join our various contests, and that'll do it for another episode of Extra Points. A reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 